Governor Greg Abbott say he is showing no symptoms. For the moment, he is isolated at the governor's mansion in Austin and receiving antibody treatment. In recent weeks, COVID cases in the Lone Star State have been soaring. Abbott, meanwhile, has been battling those who want to impose mask mandates. The governor was fully vaccinated last year. On Monday night, he took part in an indoor event addressing Republicans. Abbott did not wear a mask. Steve Futterman, CBS News. COVID outbreaks are affecting more and more schools. At least 10 school districts or charter schools in Georgia have sent students home because of COVID-19 outbreaks. A school system in South Carolina has gone to virtual learning because of virus outbreaks. COVID-19 outbreaks have closed schools in Florida, Alabama, Mississippi, Tennessee, and Arizona, among others. More than 100 students, faculty, and staff have tested positive at Duke University in North Carolina. Jim Crisula, CBS News. Pentagon Officials say hundreds of Afghan refugees are headed to Fort McCoy in western Wisconsin. The process of removing Afghans and Americans from Kabul is still underway. As for the Taliban making promises, saying it is a different regime than years past, State Department spokesman Ned Price. We take it for what it is. These are the words of the Taliban. We will, of course, be looking for one thing and one thing only, and that is follow through. The death toll is now nearly 3,000 from the weekend earthquake in Haiti. As Vlad Dutier reports from that country, another 9,000 were hurt. For those suffering the most serious injuries, a trip to bigger hospitals like Hôpital d'Aventis d'Haïti in Port-au-Prince is necessary. Medical director Scott Nelson has been working here since 2010's earthquake. Most of these patients have had walls fall on them, sometimes ceilings fall on them. We've had a few jumping injuries, even some that came from close by here where the earthquake wasn't so strong. People jump off of a balcony and have lower extremity fractures from that. Opening statements begin tomorrow in the trial of R. Kelly. It comes after years of stories from women who say he sexually abused them. This is CBS News. Your business journey never stops. Neither do we. Call an advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL and do more with modern devices and Windows 10 Pro. This is a metaphor for your business's journey. Sometimes it feels like the world is throwing everything it has at you, and to succeed, you need someone to guide you through. That's what Dell Technologies Advisors do. They have the tech advice to help you navigate whatever challenges you're up against and get you safely to where you want to be. <sighs> Call an advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL and do more with modern devices and Windows 10 Pro. At Shell, we know from the time you get up to the time you wrap up, there's a lot of meetups, eat-ups, and hurry-ups. So come to Shell and get three things done at once. Fill up with Shell V Power Nitro Plus to help keep your engine running like new. Save up with the Fuel Rewards program and never pay full price for gas again. And snack up with in-store rewards to save even more at the pump. Make the most of the stop you need to make with Shell. And engines that continuously use Shell V Power Nitro Plus Premium Gas. See full terms and conditions at FuelRewards.com. People are again canceling plans for their long-awaited trips as the number of COVID cases rises. CBS's Eleanor Barnett. Economist Adit Demodoron with the travel app Hopper says summer flight demand has flattened from pandemic highs, which is now leading to lower prices. But his service is finding since July, one aspect of travel is up. There's been a 33% increase in people buying cancelable tickets. People want to have that option to cancel if for any reason you know, something happens, um, the situation develops in a way where they can't take that trip. Another potential pitfall, airlines cutting flights. 
The Atlanta Falcons have become the first and only NFL team to have a 100% COVID vaccination rate among players weeks before the start of the regular season. The Falcons milestone comes nearly a month after the NFL warned teams in a memo that COVID outbreaks among unvaccinated players could cause games to be canceled. Matt Piper, CBS News. Let's see, if something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month, and that's huge. But it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want to plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. A very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 866-88-BIBLE. That's 866-88-BIBLE. 866-88-BIBLE. It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Ready? Now, from the WATH studios, here's Connor Mills and Joey Madore. From the studios of WATH, this is the Sports Fan on 970 and 97.1 FM. Connor Mills with the mic alongside Joey Madore. Up until 6.40 today, the Cincinnati Reds will take on the Chicago Cubs. And that first pitch will be scheduled for 7.10. 6.06 on the clock right now. 78 degrees and partly cloudy outside in southeast Ohio. On this 17th day of August, we are three. Count them three days away from the start of the high school football season. We will have the Athens Bulldogs against the Philo Electrics on Friday. And then the next day, four days away, the return of the Athens County Game of the Week on our sister station, WXTQ Power 105. So, uh, again, we're getting excited because football is back. And uh, all indications, yes, we do have the mask mandate now that was uh, put out by Athens City. Uh, but, you know, we're, uh, we're looking forward to getting the big crowds, looking forward to being out and about with everybody and, uh, you know, calling these games coming up, Joey. Yeah, when I was talking to Michael Roth yesterday on the program, if you tuned in, obviously he's the producer of Gridiron Glory. They've announced, you know, they're back in full capacity after not being back last year over on uh, WB. Uh, just the buzz surrounding this season upcoming, I think, uh, has a lot of people excited because obviously, you know, last year, uh, what was it, like 25? I mean, I think it started like 15%, and maybe it got up to like 25% capacity by the end of the year, but obviously couldn't pack the stadium for uh, for games last year, and obviously... The, High school football being such a big part of these local small towns, uh, just being able to have that privilege back again, I think uh, you know. I don't know. They're just. I think it's gonna be something really cool about about seeing this weekend, of uh, seeing the the stadiums back to full capacity, having everybody in the community get together and get excited for some good football. And we have a couple good games that we'll have on the radio uh, to kick things off. But uh, yeah, just very exciting, especially uh, you know. We'll be on the call for Saturday's game over on Power 105. And, uh, you know, obviously me and you, we went out and, you know, talked to a few people from both sides of the upcoming game between Trimble and Nelsonville York. Got some, uh, you know, some good insight into that game and just really got me excited for uh, what I think is going to be a really good matchup between, 
you know, perhaps two of the best sides on both sides of the TVC this year. Yeah, TVC Ohio, TVC Hawking, Nelsonville York, and Trimble. Uh, both teams made deep postseason pushes this, well, last year, uh, and are expected to, to have pretty good teams this year. Um, but again, it doesn't really hit you that the football season's here until from a broadcasting standpoint, you got the rosters, right? You have the game coming up. You got the interviews all set. Then you talk to the coaches. Like, now it's now it's, uh, you know, it's go time. And, uh, you know, it'll also be a go time for a lot of people around in the area, of course, uh, hoping to go out and make the games. And, uh, again, on Friday, we'll have Athens and Philo on the radio. This That will be right here at 970 AM, 97.1 FM. And uh, you can hear the audio online, 970WATH.com. And uh, we got on the line right now Trevor Stevens, Athens statistician. And, and Trevor, uh, it's football season, my man. We are getting closer and closer, and, you know, it's almost time for the start of the 2021 year. Yes, it is. And this is the first day I actually felt like it's actually football season, not the games of coaching, and it was felt like a game week. I feel like a player, you know, I'm not a player, but... Let's go. Yeah. The uh, it, and it's it's, you know, I know Joey doesn't like when I say it's football weather. I think he dinged me on that last year. But it's not as hot as it was, you know, at, at this point. I think last season, right? The temperatures a little bit cooling down a little bit. You know, we're not outside and and sweating at the Athens County Fair anymore. You know, and that was a good event last week too. But uh, you know, it's a little bit cooler. You know, you can hear the guys hitting the pads. Like that now it's uh, now it's really time. It's cooler. It's yeah, still August. It's still August. Well, but last week was like ninety. I mean, this is seventy-eight. This I can take. Same, same. I like this better, better than last week. Despite the rain, Athens is going to get all week. Oh, there's a chance of rain, but this weather is better than the heat and humidity from last week. It is. It is. Uh, Athens opens up with a uh, you know, pretty big school in, in Philo. Uh, you know, they got a little bit of a football history there, and it will be a good kind of test for Athens to see where they are very early in the season against this Philo Electrics team. Yes, especially if if you compare the schedules from this schedule to years past, people might say Athens scheduled down, but Philo is a good team. Athens is down, but Philo. It's a good team, but Athens is avoiding Warren, Jackson, and Waverly. So some of the teams that they much bigger that they have tried to compete against. So Philo, even though that they are a small, smaller school than Athens, they still have a tradition of football at that school and are going to be a tough opponent come Friday night. Yeah, sure. And Trevor, I mean, I looked over the stats that you ended up sending me over the weekend from uh, from the Athens Trimble game, and obviously you can only uh, pick up so much off of reading stats. You know, you can make inferences on who had a good game, who struggled a little bit. But uh, what were some of your takeaways from that matchup on Friday in the scrimmage with uh, Trimble and Athens? So my takeaways are that the guy who surprised me the most was a freshman, so Alex Hero. I want to say his name and he basically had a couple he was making tackles he's listed as a DB wide receiver but he was making tackles and he made a big hit and he had he only caught two passes but he made a near interception against Trimble yeah it, it seemed to me 
just from what I heard, and, you know, you, the stat, the stat you sent me, you know, Trimble is, you know, kind of the cream of the crop down in D7 this year, and they, they've been ranked that way statewide. I think they're ranked uh, in the top three in uh, among D7 teams in the state by uh, by people. And um, obviously a very good team, but it seemed to me Athens, you know, not the same talent level, but were able to hold their own over that half with Trimble at least. Uh, they didn't seem completely outmatched. Athens at first quarter, the score was scoreless at the end of the first quarter. So that was a win for Athens. But in the middle of that second quarter early on, Athens had three straight drives where they punted and couldn't move the ball, which Trimble ended up scoring both of their touchdowns in that drive, and then Athens nearly scored at the end of it, but made a big pass and it late to get them to the four, but with four seconds left, they couldn't score if there was more time, Athens would have probably scored on that drive at the end of the game. Yeah, and again, you know, you, you work on a lot of things during scrimmage, and you try to figure out, uh, you know, what what the team looks like. And again, it wasn't a, a full per se scrimmage, right? You're just going for the first half. You're you're you know going your first team against their first team, um, and you know, I go back to what you said about. You know, the uh, the freshman and Alex Perro because you know, Perro kind of stood out to a lot of people I think in that uh, first game, and yeah he's got a, an opportunity here to to kind of make us make a name for himself uh, pretty early on in his high school career. Yep, the other name I would look out for is he played some last year, but junior Luke Luke Ben Benderis. I know his, his sister went, was in my class, so she played soccer a couple of years ago, but he led the team with five tackles and had a big hit that caused the fumble, too, so he's already lead. he was high in tackles last year, and he's just picked up right where he left off, and he's also asking this running back, main running back. Yeah, it should be interesting. By the way, since Connor's complaining about it, it's Matt Gould who, was, who quoted Trimble. And ranked him as third in the state in D7, to be exact. He's from up in Cleveland, but obviously uh, expands his bases pretty well to uh, be able to rank Southeast Ohio teams that high. Oh, yeah, I'm just didn't, I didn't I didn't pick it up. I was impressed that you saw it. Um, but yeah, again, lots of lots of good teams down in the area. Um, and yeah, the the thing with uh, with Athens, and I saw. Uh, we saw a lot of them during the basketball season and Derek Welsh, and this is kind of his first year playing. Uh, but, Trevor, what did you see out of uh, the very tall, very athletic Derek Welsh during the scrimmage? What I saw was Athens could throw to him. He just needs to go up and jump for balls. But he doesn't have that speed after catch-up like we see with normally do. He is a basketball player first, but he, he just needs to improve that speed, but... You will see Athens trying to go to him because he's basically the tallest guy on the field. Yeah, it seems like he could be almost like that one uh, receiver out of Wellston over the last couple of years because if he just lobbed the, the ball up to the guy, uh, he was going to go out and, and, and make the catch. Um, obviously, I think Wellston graduated a, a couple of their star players. I'm not sure how they're going to be kind of looking at this year, but, um, yeah, that, that kind of could be a model as long as Welsh can... Uh, uh, live up to his height and uh, you know, 
secure the ball from time to time. But, Trevor, you know this game coming up. Um, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one for Athens. See where they're at in this season and see uh, if they can get win number one right here in, in uh, 2021. Uh, but you got anything else for us before we let you go? Yep, so if you're just looking at opposite side, Philo runs the ball a lot, but the quarterback can pass if you and the quarterback can scramble. But looking on video highlights, Philo just ran the ball most of the time. So you so Athens, what the, Athens struggled with versus Trimble stopping the run. So, so that's going to be the main thing. Can Athens stop Philo's run game? If you stop the run, you got a pretty good chance at, uh, at winning the game. We'll see how Athens' uh, defense responds, and you know, we'll get a good gauge on where they're at this year. But Trevor, I always appreciate you calling in, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, all right? And again, that's Athens statistician Trevor Stevens. Seemed to lose him a bit there at the end, huh? I don't know. He's normally here. But, yeah, talking about Philo, you know, I covered the MVL a few years ago, and, you know, they had, they've always had some really good some really good football players up there. Uh, their quarterback, I believe his name, Hunter Adolph was the name. That, uh, that came to mind. He was a heck of a player. Uh, they had a running back named Casey Munyon, who I believe graduated last year. I knew you know, he had some big expectations. I think he was a 1,000-yard rusher a couple of times. They had a lot of good football players up there, and uh, I would only expect that to continue into this season. Uh, you know, they play in a really good conference up in the MVL, teams like Sheridan and Tri-Valley and uh, you know, some, just some really good football that happens up there. So they'll be good, ready to go. It'll be a good early season test for this young Athens team. And uh, it should be should be looking forward to a uh, to a pretty good ball game coming up this year. Yeah, and I think uh, for you specifically, I think you're going to enjoy working with Matt Frazee. Frazee brings a lot of a lot of bulldog passion into the broadcast booth. Uh, so I, I think you guys are going to work pretty well together. I, I hope so. Yeah, because I know I mean, you, I, he did. I did a post game show with him last year. Did you? Because I know you guys don't know each other too well, uh, but I do know that. Yeah, you know, Frazee's a good guy. He knows a lot about you know bulldog athletics, and uh, I, I just remember when he was either broadcasting with Brad or he was broadcasting with uh, Lucas a couple of years ago. You know, he was passionate in uh, you know broadcasting out the window, which <laughs> gave me a little bit of a chuckle. Um, but it was uh, always good. It'll be good to get you guys on the air and hear what you guys uh, how you guys call the game together. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, you know, before Trevor called in, we were trying to think going down the road of the, uh, the Trumbull-Nelsonville-York game. And obviously we got to talk to the both head coaches today, uh, Phil Ferris and Rusty Richards. Um, and it was, it was neat hearing both their perspectives about each other's team. Kind of both of they wrapped up last season. Uh, obviously we know Nelsonville-York, heartbreaking loss. Uh, Trimble made a heck of a run until they ran into a, a really good Newark Catholic team. They lost that game 35-19. to of course, Trimble returns so many starters. Nelsonville York returned a lot of core guys as well from last year's team. So it's going to be a really good matchup of probably two of the better teams down in this area. Um, you know, Coach Richards kind of emphasized how he's been here at all offseason that, you know, Trimble's got the better team and that they kind of view themselves on the underdogs. And, you know, but they're using that as motivation and, and they're ready to go. And I think it's going to be. Uh, you know, it, it's already the rivalry that, that kind of kicks off the year. I think it's cool it, it happens on Saturdays because, you know, kind of everyone in the entire county in the area 
you know, don't have their own games that happen on Friday night. So everybody in town can go to watch that game happen. Uh, so it's kind of like, you know, just a marquee matchup in the area early on that everybody gets to go to. And I think it's really going to be a good matchup. Yeah. Again, it's one of the best teams down in D7. Uh, it's one of the, the best teams. You know, I, I think they have a potential. I think they can be one of the best teams in D6 uh, for you know, Nelsonville, York. And we, we get to see, again, I said a lot about Athens, but you, know, you get to see where these two teams are at, at the beginning of the season, right? Because with the high expectations, you know, neither one of them wants to come out of week one with a loss. Now, a week one loss like this doesn't really affect them as much as it would have in the past because of the expanded postseasons. And I don't want to talk about postseason because it's already, uh, you know, we're not even week one into this yet. Um, but, I mean, that's that's the kind of expectation that is the, uh, that is where we view these teams will be at the end of the year, making some postseason runs. Uh, but for week number one, you know, we'll see how Trimble deals with a couple of injuries. I don't think they're going to be at full strength against Nelsonville, York. Uh, but that should be nothing against Nelsonville, York. You know, should should the Buckeyes beat the Tomcats, you know, they're, they're going to earn it, right? You're going to see a senior quarterback in Drew Carter. You're going to see, you know, the, the speed and athleticism from Malik Williams. Uh, you might see him run a little bit of a wildcat. You could see him in that, I think Coach uh, Richards put it as, you know, that Keegan Wilburn position, right, on that team, that overall utility guy with speed, doing kick returns, uh, filling a quarterback, running back, wide receiver, whatever he's going to be needed. I, I think Williams is going to be running around all in the fields, uh, as well as Hudson Soller. So you've got all these guys, all these offensive weapons for uh, you know the Nelsonville Buckeyes, and it, it's going to be a tough matchup against Trimble because you know, a the, I I think they're banged up a little bit. Uh, one player on on offense and defense who might not be there. Uh, I think they'll be there at the maybe week two, week three by the latest. Um, You're talking about Blake Guffey, obviously. A right. big, that's a big. Uh Big part of the Trim what Trimble does. I mean, offensively, he was, you know, obviously an all-Ohio player, you know, one of the best players down in the area last year. And uh, I think he's dealing with a foot injury is, is, is what it is. Um, and he might not be going on uh, for this g game. And obviously, if he doesn't, that, that could be a, it could be big. But Trimble has, you know, they have horses ready to go. Uh, like we said, they're bringing back pretty much everybody. They have downs in the backfield. Uh, they have guys like Freeborn and Tucker Dixon and, and – uh, wiser and they, they have plenty of talented guys on the outside i mean remember ferris said one of their deepest position groups this year is that wide receiver position he says he's very very confident with them uh being able to, to fill in and, and Tabor lackey uh we got to speak to him a little bit today as well and he talked about how you know in, in year two he's really getting his timing with his receivers down a lot better than he did last year he said he felt like last year a lot of he was late with a lot of his throws this year he feels like he's getting better at getting the ball out on time and uh putting it where it has to be and it's funny you know he, he was he was so critical of himself but you know the kid was uh i think he was an all-district player right i mean he was i believe in the tvc hawking uh you know he was the best player in in, in the hawking um yeah he was well i mean yeah, like he was best quarterback in the uh in the hawking he was uh all district offensive player of the year was Tabor lackey last year yeah and then, you know, we didn't even really get too much into the defensive side of things about Trimble. That, that, that history of shutting teams down, and, uh, you know, it's not only for a couple of years ago. They, they almost shut out everybody in the regular season. Uh, so, you know, it's obviously an impressive what they do on that side of the ball as well. And, um, 
you know, the, the thing about them last year was they were youthful. Uh, but this year, everybody's back, and they're ready to go. So it, it's going to be uh, going to be quite a matchup for sure. Uh, last year, you know, and we talked with, with Coach Richards about this. Last year, they Nelsonville York kind of found themselves down early. Uh, Lackey was able to convert on a couple of jump balls. Guys like Guffey and Weiser went up and attacked the football and got some some big catches down the field, and that really burned Nelsonville York. And they found themselves down big at halftime. They kind of chucked the ball around, and they did make it a game again to their credit. But um, you know, it just wasn't enough in the end. So I think uh, a key portion for Nelsonville York is not allowing a Trimble, you know, barrage early on to have to get themselves in that position where they have to throw the ball 30, 40 times to keep themselves in the game. Right. And again, I, I remember going and watching that game because I, I was calling that game week one and I would just see Lackey kind of loft the ball up into the air, whether it be fourth down, whether it be, you know, third and long, he'd just kind of try to find either downs or Guffey or Weiser and it, it almost, it always seemed like it just found the right guy for Trimble. And after the first first game, I'm like, all right, there are a, a couple lucky passes went the way for the Tomcats. But as you went throughout the season, you know those lucky passes, you know, weren't so lucky anymore, right? I mean, those were were passes that were on the mark, that were you know in the vicinity of of a guy like Guffey who can make an athletic catch around there and that's really where they found some success through the air you know just putting it up there letting their their talented guys uh at wide receiver make the plays and again that that's what they did all season long um so after week one you know you might be kicking yourself if you were uh nelsonville york last year because uh man had he let a couple plays like that go but i mean they did it to everybody um and, and coach richards was was talking about that in our interview with him earlier today too you know it was a um just something that Trimble found success. And I think that they're going to be now with the bigger offensive line, with the more uh, mature line, right? Because they had a lot of underclassmen in there. Um, but I, I, I foresee them getting back to some kind of a, a run-dominating 60-40 split, I think is what uh, Phil Ferris said. They like to run the ball 60% of the time and throw it 40% of the time. Yeah, I mean, they definitely opened it up last year more times than... Um than you would have seen perhaps when, when, when Cam Kittle and Connor Wright and Sawyer Coons were all there or, or the, the teams from the early 2010s that made deep playoff runs. A little bit, done a little bit different, but, but Lackey's definitely capable of standing back there and slinging the ball to uh, get those big plays down the field. And, you know, when you have guys like Guffey and, and, and Weiser and, and Freeborn and Dixon and, and Bryce Downs on the outside that you can use Downs more of a running back, but when you have those guys... It, it's tough not to drop back and throw the ball because you know those are some of your best athletes on the team. You want to get them the football as many times as possible. Um, so you know it, it's kind of a, a tough predicament there when you're trying to get your best players the ball the most and they're out there playing wide receiver. But uh, they they found ways to do it last year and I'm sure they're gonna find some success again with all of them coming back and having another year together. They all play basketball together too, so. And yeah, all the other sports that they all do on their table, lackey wrestles and all that stuff. Um, so you know these guys are around each other all year long. And we asked them what's their favorite sport, and football was uh, was a consensus consensus answer. I don't think we really needed to ask, but it just kind of came up in the conversation. But on the other side, Nelsonville York, uh, bitter taste in their mouths from last year. Not only about this game, but how the season ended in general. 
And I think they, they know that they got a pretty darn good football team this year as well. And that both of these teams are playing some brutal non-conference schedules. I mean, Nelsonville, York's opening up. Trimble, Newark Catholic. And then to, Liberty uh, Union. To start the year. And Liberty Union after yeah. that. And then, you know, of course, Trimble, they, uh, they find themselves playing uh, John Marshall, who's going to be a good opponent. They also are, are taking on um, Fort Fry, which is, that's going to be a huge game for Fry. I think. Uh, Benton County. Yeah, that, that, that's going to be a good test for them. Uh, Fort Fry, I forget what the win total is, but you know they've won however many consecutive regular season games, so that's going to be a barn burner. These are going to be two fun teams to watch, and I, it's going to be interesting to see who kind of gets the nod early on in the season. Like uh, like we said, you know, Coach Richards kind of be seems to be playing into the the whole underdog role that maybe they've been given to open up this year. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be fun to watch. And at the bottom line, right? These two teams, and I think that we have a lot of talent down here in Southeast Ohio, and I, I know we're talking predominantly about Nelsonville, York, and, and Trimble, but uh, these two teams really do have a special shot at, uh, at at going deep, right? They have the offensive leadership. They have the coaching. Um, you know, they, they've got guys who, who found success last year, uh, and maybe the, the big game was just out of reach, but now as seniors, yeah, they've, this could form to be a, a pretty special year for you know guys like Drew Carter and Williams and you know Tabor Lackey and Bryce Downs and, and Guffey. They had good years last year, right? But I, I think as a season as a whole, you know they they have the opponents to uh, to make it a memorable regular season, and they do have the uh, the team and camaraderie to to make this push. Uh, that yeah, I, I think the expectations are yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm definitely amped up, man, for sure. Uh, I mean, I was just thinking about this just now. I don't know the last time I've seen live football. It's been a while. I didn't. I would have not none last year. I didn't go to any games. I was doing the post game show. I yeah. didn't see any OU games. I didn't obviously no professional games or any other college. And then I guess it would have been. I went to a, a Ravens playoff game back in. It was January of 2020. So. Over a year and a half of I haven't seen live football. So, I mean, that's what I'm mainly excited back. You know, obviously I'm excited to call the games, but just to be there and watching it, taking it all in myself, uh, whether it be from the press box or on the sideline, you know, I'll take it out where I can get it. Uh, yeah. But I'm definitely excited to be able to be on the call for everybody listening at home. But, but but as a football, you know, fan, I'm just excited to be there watching it. Right. I mean, that kind of surprises me because I would have figured that you would have found some kind of football like for for you to not have live football, I'm I'm more surprised about because you're yeah. a football guy. Uh, yeah, you know I do love it. You're I, a football but, guy. Yeah, I, it was funny. I was just sitting there thinking about it. It's like, man, I should be at a game on Friday, and then I, uh, my head just started thinking, when was the last time I was at a football game? <laughs> yeah, I mean, today interviewing when we went out to Trimble, that was probably the closest I've been to like a football environment in <laughs> in a long time. Yeah, I mean, you had the practice field out to your left, uh, you know, the game fields, and it was. Yeah, we were driving by uh, the stadium over in Gloucester, and it always looks like they, they do a good job with that. And, uh, again, should be a nice environment out in Gloucester. I mean, to, it's going to uh, be it's gonna be packed. We're going to have to get there early. I know. <laughs> on, on Saturday, for I, sure. i got to call Fouts. i got to see if we're still taking the Jambulance out there to uh, to park it on their spot. Because I think they own the lot right across from the football fields. So i got to go out there and, and uh, make sure we're still good to park the Jambo. Right over there. 
it's kind of cool, you know. At nighttime, you get the lights to flash, you get the radio coming out of the speakers, you, know, you get the pregame, you get the postgame stuff out there. I guess uh, it could be good. Yeah, yeah. Could be good. I mean, obviously there won't be. Well, yeah, there'll be our postgame, but there won't be. You know, no postgame right. show for the for the Saturday game, obviously. Yeah, football Friday night will return week number two. You know, it kind of gives us a chance. Because just like you, you know, I think we've got Kevin Dunnigan and Troy Boland hosting the football uh, Friday night postgame show. And that uh, naming sponsor is over uh, right across the window from us, Hugh White. The Hugh White Honda of Athens and Lancaster football Friday night postgame show. And, um, you know, it, it's been almost a year or two, just like for you, that, that they haven't seen live football. Uh, so they're going to take week one, kind of reacquaint themselves with, with some uh, live high school football and... Be ready to go in week number two. Um, and then Dunnigan will also fill in for me with Nelson New York and Newark Catholic as uh, I'll be going on vacation for the first time in a long time. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that, that's kind of programming-wise. We'll have football Friday night return next week. I'll be on the call with Joey for the Athens County Game of the Week on our sister station, Power 105, on Saturday. And then Tem- uh, Kevin Dunnigan will take over play-by-play on Friday next week. As uh, we get ready, because it's the start of the high school football season, and we're ready. We'll be right back. Cincinnati Reds coming on at 640. And, of course, your call is 740-592-6646. This is the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting at 970 and 97.1 FM, WATH. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. Are you struggling to pay out-of-pocket Medicare costs? Your deductibles, co-payments, and prescription medication can really add up. Buckeye Hills Regional Council can help you navigate confusing sign-ups and help you save money. Medicare savings programs such as extra help or low-income subsidy are available. Call 1-800-331-2644 for free over-the-phone assistance with enrollment. No waiting, no travel, just one phone call. That's 1-800-331-2644. Start your mornings with Scott Daly from 6 to 12. Hop on the party line from 9 to 10. Join Sky Hope on Classic Caravan from 4 to 6 p.m. And listen into the sports fan at 6.06 on Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. Stay informed about the stock market from Goldsberry Wealth Strategies. Weekdays at 5.30 on 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. The report follows the news. Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Goldsberry Wealth Strategies is not a broker-dealer and is independent of RJFS. Fair. Hope celebrates life. If you're facing an end-of-life situation, Fairhope Hospice and Palliative Care. It is never too soon to call. Fairhope is here to listen. You don't have to face it alone. Fairhope cares for your loved one where they live. Or, during times of stress, the Pickering House is a serene setting providing relief for the patient. To learn more about Fairhope's Care from the Heart, please call 1-800-994-7077. Fairhope Hospice, we celebrate life. The Meigs County Fair is back, and we are racing. Nothing beats the sound of thundering hooves as they head to the finish line. 
Catch the excitement of harness racing Wednesday and Thursday at the Meigs County Fair in Rock Springs. Post time Wednesday is 4 p.m. Tuesday post time is 1 p.m. Horses, racing, and winners at the Meigs County Fair. Wednesday and Thursday, be there. If you think you are beaten, you are. If you think you dare not, you don't. If you think you'd like to win, but you can't, it's almost a cinch you won't. Life's battle doesn't always go to the stronger or faster man, but sooner or later, the person who wins is the one who thinks he can. Single game tickets on sale now at Bengals.com. You're listening to The Sports Fan on 970 WATH. Sportsman 970, 97.1 FM, WATH. Cincinnati Reds hitting the airwaves in just about three minutes, so we'll be quick. Yesterday, Reds beat the Cubs 14-5 to and a historic day for potentially future Hall of Famer in Joey Votto. Votto goes three for four, got an RBI, batting 284 in this season. He's, he's always been a 300 hitter, but now he's getting closer and closer uh, to that mark. Uh, here in 2021. Which if you told me that in May, I'd say you're you're on crack. But <laughs> right. he has really turned his season around. Uh, Jonathan India, three for six, five RBIs yesterday. He could look like a lock for the rookie of the year. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I, I've got him as my favorite. I know you got some guy down in Miami who's pitching really well. Um, I didn't pick him. I said he's in the uh, running. He's in the running, but I, I thought he was a little bit higher than India at the time when we talked about it. Yeah, it was a great day for the Reds yesterday. 14 runs, 14 hits. Uh, it was a great day for everybody, but except Heath Henry, uh, Heath Hembry, excuse me, two innings or two-thirds of an inning, five hits, five <laughs> runs, all earned, two strikeouts. Good enough to get himself DFA'd. So, uh, he is DFA'd. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, cause, and uh, they recalled Santillan from, uh, from AAA. Yeah, the, uh, <laughs> I was telling you, we were going on the interview. We were going to Trimble. I don't want to see Hembry anymore. Yeah. I'm done. I don't want to see. I mean, if pitch. you kick it out to the fourteen, or to, I think it was twelve nothing at the time. But if you kick it out to the twelve nothing lead, I mean, good. His really. his fall, and I know we we got they're playing great baseball. And this is the only thing I want to say about Heath Hembry because it's the only negative thing that I have to say about the Reds. But he was their closer at some point this season, and just to think that well, that they've guy, had a, they've had a lot of them this year. So. Right. Uh, but, I mean, you went from Amir Garrett to Lucas Sims to Hembry, now to Givens, and well, Givens is, is your guy. I, well, Connor, I, agree I think it's that. safe to say when you use a bunch of closers, it means in that department it hasn't been a good season. But, I mean, it has. I mean, no, I, I, in, the, in the closer department, it's yeah. not been a good season. They've, I mean, <laughs> 10 games above 500. Uh, uh, the Dads lost again last night, so they're one and a half out of the wild card. So just trying to keep this train rolling right now. Vladimir Gutierrez pitches for the Cincinnati Reds. He's 8-3 and three with a 3.95 ERA. Kyle Hendricks, 13-5 with a 4.15 ERA. As we join the Reds Radio Network coming up next, for Joey Medora, this is Connor Mills signing off. A big thanks to Trevor for calling in, and we'll talk with you tomorrow. 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H, FM.